When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brazuda and Bob Labriola. What is going on in the NFL so far this year? Black is white, cats and dogs living together, and maybe even stranger than that, Jacksonville has a winning record after shutting out the Colts and smoking your Los Angeles Chargers. Miami scored four touchdowns in the fourth quarter on the Ravens' defense in Baltimore. And after getting shut out by the Jaguars, the Colts come back and beat the Chiefs. The Eagles are undefeated and the Raiders are winless. Could it be that we're actually staring down the barrel of a Miami-Philadelphia Super Bowl? To quote the great Beano Cook, haven't we suffered enough? Uh, maybe not today, but we're going to try to make some sense out of some of this on the soon-to-be award-winning podcast you've come to know and love as Agree to Disagree, the show with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. Okay, let's let's get this show on the road. Statement number one. Outstanding one open, deep- by the way. Oh, you like that? Bring some fire well, today. Well, you know, I'm trying, trying. Maybe, you know, some people might download this early in the morning. I want to wake them up. Um, okay, statement number one. Run defense is as big a problem as this team has on either side of the ball. I am going to agree wholeheartedly. Uh, You know, I knew going into the opener that the Bengals offensive line had not played together in the preseason. I thought that was a good time to play the Bengals and and control Joe Mixon, who had really given the Steelers fits a year ago, uh, among others. And they did that. But ever since then, boy, the end of that New England game, the last six minutes and 33 seconds, and then the Cleveland game, uh, really, throughout. once Kevin Stefanski decided to run the ball, uh, the Steelers looked helpless to stop it. And Labs, we're not just talking – getting caught with your nickel on the field against the three tight end set or something uh, of that nature. It wasn't uh, deployment. It was uh, just getting pushed around. Uh, starting early in the second half, Cleveland goes with 68 is eligible and multiple tight ends. The Steelers counter with the three inside linebackers package and Cam Hayward, a big body on the edge, and they still could not stop Nick Chubb. I know that offensive line's really good. I know Nick Chubb is a freak. The problem is twofold. One, the Steelers devoted a lot of time and energy and resources into fixing the run defense after last year. It doesn't look fixed. And number two, yeah, Cleveland may be elite, but Cleveland is also in the Steelers' neighborhood. Uh, They're going to have to walk past Cleveland's house uh, periodically uh, or they're going to get their lunch money stolen if they don't do something about this, Bob. Well, I'm going to disagree only because I'm going to nitpick a little bit with the wording uh, because I agree with everything you said, uh, but I'm even a little bit stronger than 
uh, you may be. It's it's not as big a problem as the Steelers have on either side of the ball. It uh, It is the biggest problem on either side of the ball, and it's a potentially fatal flaw that ruins the whole season kind of problem on either side of the ball. I mean, I, I know that, you know, that when this, uh, when the season began, a lot of fingers were being pointed at the offensive line, uh, especially after that awful performance uh, against those Jaguars yeah, in the preseason. Who knew good, how good they were? Exactly. We should be so, crediting the offensive line for <laughs> holding up as well as it did in the face of that incredible, unstoppable force that is the Jaguars 2022. Um, and, uh, you know, the offensive line to me uh, has improved over the course of this season. Certainly it has improved incrementally since that uh, disaster down in Jacksonville during the preseason. You know, uh, Craig Wolfley and Max Stark said, that it's going to take about four games for this offensive line to really come together, and then only then will you be able would we be able to decide, you know, whether it's a, a big problem or not. Uh, I'm ready to say after that performance against the Browns, where I don't know, I didn't uh, hear Miles Garrett's name very often uh, against the Browns, that um, I'm not going to say it's fixed or it's great where there's going to be a couple, three guys from the Steelers' offensive line voted to the Pro Bowl. But, I mean, you you shine that up next to this run defense, I mean, and it's not even in the same stratosphere. So, um, and yes, uh, the Steelers did commit resources to uh, fixing their run defense during the offseason. Uh, they also, they are healthy now. They don't have health issues as they did last year that we were pointing to last year with the injuries to Tyson Alualu and the season-long absence of Stephon Tuitt, and your point about getting physically handled at the line of scrimmage, I mean, put three exclamation points next to that. I mean, that is definitely, you know, what is happening. I, I do understand that there were some missed tackles in the holes, but overall, the, the fact that the Steelers are getting handled physically on the line of scrimmage uh, is, is, is I, don't know, I don't know what worse than bad is, but it's worse than bad. Concerning, let's say. Uh, <laughs> contention number two. After last Thursday's circus catch in Cleveland, why don't they just assume George Pickens is open and consider targeting him as such, not target him 12 times every three games? Labs agree or disagree? I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly with this. Um, you know, I, I, I don't understand why um, – George Pickens is not being targeted uh, more than three times a game. Um, and, you know, I posed it to Mike Tomlin um, before the game against the Browns and asking if maybe, you know, all of the uh, praise that uh, Pickens was getting during the preseason and with training camp practices open to the public and uh, the media allowed to report on what you can see at practices uh, that are open to the public, uh, you know, maybe Pickens' reputation around the league was getting to a point where, you know, some teams were looking at him and thinking, well, we, he's a guy we got to think about taking out of this game coming up. And Mike Tomlin said, no, that's not the way it works in the NFL. You have to do things in games that count in the standings and show them on video before teams are going to start creating coverages designed to take you out of the game. He said it's much more likely that Deontay Johnson coming off a 100-catch season last year 
would be garnering attention from the upcoming opponent in terms of when they are, you know, forming their defensive game plan. So to me, there's no excuse for not uh, getting Pickens the ball more often. And since I mentioned him already, Deontay Johnson, I'm going to throw Chase Claypool in there as well. Uh, the, the other two receivers who often are on the field with George Pickens, those guys need to start making those plays that they were unable to complete in the fourth quarter against the Browns. Um, you know, the Steelers don't have a lot of margin for error, especially on offense. And so um, these guys were perceived to be uh, maybe the strength of the offense. Uh, they, they need to start playing like it, the two, the two holdovers. And uh, let's get that rookie from Georgia the ball way more often than has been happening. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know, when training camp broke, George Pickens was being touted uh, as a offensive rookie of the year candidate. And that wasn't all just people paying attention to the hype from the Pittsburgh media coming out of training camp. It was on tape. And uh, it's baffling to me how this has unfolded in the early going. As baffling as the defensive line thing is troubling. Uh, it started in Cincinnati when there was uh, a, a chance to hit Pickens on a deep ball, one-on-one down the right sideline, and Mitch Trubisky admittedly said he threw it away rather than give Pickens a chance to make a play. Why are they not giving this guy a chance to make plays? Why are the 50-50 balls not considered Pickens being open? Uh, why uh, – well, let me – instead of ask, asking more questions – that don't have an answer, uh, I'll just put it this way, Labs. Uh, were I the offensive coordinator, I would be calling a lot of plays where George Pickens is designed to get the ball. Were I the quarterback, I would be throwing Pickens the ball no matter where the play that was sent in decided where the ball should go. I think he is combustible. I think uh, he's highly motivated. I think this guy can be a difference maker. They got to let him be that by throwing him the rock, Lab. Yeah, and if I were the quarterbacks coach, when I'm uh, in the room with the quarterbacks going over the video, I would be emphasizing in that room so that everybody could hear it, not just Mitch Trubisky, but everybody could hear it. Uh, throw the throw this guy the ball. Throw him the ball. Okay, here we go. Statement number three. The Jets aren't the Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, or Eagles, but nor should this game be perceived as a layup. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think there's a maybe a tendency uh, to look at it that way because the schedule gets uh, so much tougher or so you would think uh, so quickly after this Jets game. Now, the Jets are 1-2. and two. They've earned that record. Uh, they've, they've had some meltdowns on defense. Uh, they've made some catastrophic mistakes. And uh, they've been trying to get by with an offensive line that by the end of the game last Sunday against the Bengals was down to offensive tackle number five and uh, an aging, immobile quarterback with Joe Flacco. That was a bad combination. Uh, the, the Jets have some problems, but uh, I also think they play hard. They are infusing a lot of young people in their lineup, high draft picks this year and last year. Uh, they are in uh, rebuild mode, but uh, they look like they have some building blocks. 
I think the defense, despite the catastrophic mistakes, is going to play hard and be capable of making some plays. And I don't think the Steelers are in any position, Bob, to uh, to consider anybody a layup. You better be ready to uh, take the ball to the rim with authority and finish because if, if you sleep on these guys, a bad situation could get worse. Well, I'm going to uh, pull another nitpicking disagree on this because I'm going to just go uh, a little bit farther than you because as you so accurately uh, mentioned, following this game against the Jets, the Steelers are at Buffalo, they play Tampa at home, they're at Miami, and at the Eagles. Okay? So uh, squander this ge- this home game against the Jets um, – and those four games, those other four games that I just mentioned, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Philadelphia, the Steelers will be underdogs in all of those. And I don't think anyone should be surprised uh, if they don't win any of them. So that being the case, you're staring down the barrel at 1-7 and seven before Halloween. 1-7 and seven before Halloween. I mean, and that is a deal breaker Ooh, in so many scary. ways. It's our buddy Joe Flaherty used to say on TV. <laughs> yes, yes, Pitch, it is. Pittsburgh guy, uh, Joe Flaherty. <laughs> Count Floyd. Um, so uh, you know, I, I just I just I just believe that there are opportunities, you know, presented by the schedule, each team schedule, just as there are difficulties presented by each team schedule. Uh, this game against the Jets at home is an opportunity, you know, for the Steelers to win, to to break their two-game losing streak, you know, and and get a victory, maybe feel a little bit better about themselves, work on some things in light of a win instead of, you know, uh, with a dark cloud of a loss hanging over their head. And I understand that there is no mathematical uh, validity in proclaiming the fourth game of any season a must-win. Um, and so I'm not going to do that, uh, but I'm just shy of the must-win line. You know, I got my if if the must-win line uh, was the uh, back of the end zone, uh, I, I I got my feet uh, two feet down in bounds, so the the catch is good for the touchdown. Sure, you got and, the heel um, in. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you got to get your buddy Stertor to make some sense of that because I cannot. Um, because you know when your toes are in. I think that that's good enough. They don't say you have to get your – well, never mind. Well, I, I digress yeah. here. Um, but anyway, um, got to beat the Jets. J, you cannot lose to the J-E-T-S. Uh, not, not at this point in the season based on what has happened earlier to the Steelers and especially based on what is on their immediate horizon. So what you're saying is, to summarize, if they lose to the Jets at home and fall to one and three – you're not confident that they're going to go on a nine or ten game winning streak after that. That would be an accurate statement, <laughs> okay. to quote uh, a famous ex Steelers coach. Okay, that's going to do it for this. It should be award winning, maybe an Emmy award winning. I don't know what they give for podcasts. Should be award winning episode. Whatever award they dis- got, we kept it in. Bounds. Yeah, well, and and they better and they better give us each one. None of this sharing. Because I'm not sharing that with you. No, I, I grew up not uh, being instructed to share and, and resisting uh, the temptation to do so. So, yeah, I want mine, Adam. and you can have yours. boy. The show with the motto, <laughs> I'm right. He's wrong. Talk to you all next week.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 